Yeah, well. Now I can do the thing where I don't tell you that we've started recording already. It's like it was meant to be. Yeah. We had a false start, basically. Yeah, we had a false start on the podcast. It only got like five minutes in, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no. Yeah, no big deal. But uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're probably going to have a little bit more energy now because we already started. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. We had a slow start. The equipment knew we wasn't ready. Yeah, it just got started. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had, had to, to kind of warm up. OBS fucked me over. It's made by haters. It normally holds us down, but regardless, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? Not complain. Today is based on my Friday. I'm off work tomorrow. And um, I'm going to go see Kendrick this weekend. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, you tell us about it. Tell us about it. Yes. Um, it was literally like a game time decision. I. I've been contemplating going and buying tickets for the longest time, but finally found some people that I was willing to go. I am going tomorrow to the United Center, where I basically live at now. Yeah, you spent a lot of time at the United Center. <laughs> like, literally, probably five or six games last year in multiple concerts. So, at this point, the Bulls might as well put me on a team. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like, you, you have a jersey with your last name on it, like, just in case. Like just, just in you remember, case they like, need you to take what, what was it? Was it was last season? At some point, there was like everyone was out, and it was like, "Yep, yo, if you have a Bulls jersey, uh, United Center <laughs> at six, guys." Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, in a city like Chicago, you really could just pick someone off the street, and they might have their own. You never know. I especially where the United Center is, like, <laughs> right? Especially on the West Side, Jesus. Um, but yeah, super excited for that. I know we've kind of talked about it in the past, but he might have a special set yeah. for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I saw Kendrick, now granted, this was damn near 10 years ago. Uh, Jesus. But the second time I saw him, it was he, he mentioned that because he has family in Chicago, he does like a special set here and in Compton. So, yeah, that was just like, who knows? That could just be like a fun thing he says at a concert, but I was 18. I that is it. true. I mean, are we really going to sit here and say Kendrick's a liar? <laughs> no. No, but, I believe um, Kendrick with all my heart. Like, I believe Kendrick more than anyone. I was going to say, if you say God or some stu- something stupid right now. No, just um, like, I, I trust him more than I trust most people, though, to be honest. You know, that's not even the wildest thing to say. And I think that's fair. <laughs> like, some of the people that we follow... Very, very shy characters. Very bad. Yeah, let's see. Not all of them. We know a bunch of, how would you say, bad people. Yes. And believe it or not, I might bring that up later. A little teaser. But I'll I'll get to that. Like I said, it's going to be some interesting takes. But anyway, we're here. Yeah. We're we're ready. Uh, Part two of the debate. Yeah. Now, now Purvis is on defense. Uh, oh, you mean offense? I'm on offense this week. You got to defend. Oh yeah. Now I got, oh yeah, you're right. That's why I'm at. Um, but I mean, but anyway, we'll get to it. But yeah. should we start off with the news? Yeah, let's start, let's like start with the news. Ton of news. Yeah, we're um, gonna try to keep keep today a lean episode, everybody. We got things going on in life. We're important people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we can start off with the albums. Start with the albums. So. I tried to do some research here, but I found, I don't know if it's a group, a record label, 
But underneath the name of Internet Money, we have a list. A lot of the young people dropping like an EP. Uh, features, some of the names are like Lucky out of Chicago. You have Yeet, who's been blowing up. You have Lil Tekka, Lil Yachty. A lot of the young people are on a random label together. So I think this is going to be very exciting. Yeah, so it's a label and a collective, like Odd Future. I see. Hey, I'm fully behind that. Yeah. We love anything that can resemble Odd Future. That was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of group, I feel like. Man, it's crazy how much Odd Future changed the game. Yes. Like, Uh, looking back on it, like, it was... Like, it it was just a complete and total sea change of, like, who was the people who were listening to hip-hop. Oh, yeah, for sure. I brought in a lot more people, a lot of different styles. The people in the actual group of Odd Future has been extremely successful. Um, And what they stood for. I feel like, damn, who knows? Next week, we could do, like like, a group podcast. We talk about, like, groups. And collectives, who knows? Yeah, but um, I think they're one of the first, and they are very influential. They're one of the most defining of our generation. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of like ASAP Mob or like Brockhampton and people like that. But the first one that comes to mind is Odd Future, and like what they did was so unique. Yeah, I feel like Odd Future definitely tops ASAP Mob. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that is very. And I feel like Brockhampton. First off, I feel like they top them too. But also, I feel like that's a different thing. Because, like, yeah, the Brockhampton guys have individual careers, but they are mostly known as a group. Right. Versus which, like, we got, like, what, like, two Odd Future albums? Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I completely agree with, like, the gravity of how much they've changed the game. I just think they were, you know, they, it was mostly the sum of their parts. No, no, what you mean. Completely no. understand. Um, but anyway, that's coming out. A short little EP. I'm excited for it. Um, the second album I found, I honestly wasn't even going to put this because like, I don't find them relevant, but I also found it kind of interesting. And I don't know if you remember. Oh, I want to talk about this. Not because I like this guy, but I want to. Oh, that's fine. No, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, open it up. What, what were you thinking? Well, it's just like, damn, when was the last time you heard of B.O.B.? <laughs> I, I, airplanes? In the night sky, like shooting stars. Yeah, I think that's him, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that that was that had to be uh, like late middle school, maybe yeah. high school. I don't. Um, that came out. I was when I was school. the that came out like a week after I graduated high wow. school. Yeah. So yeah, I was right. I had to be in high school. So, yeah, yeah. He's dropping an album called Better Than Drugs. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard of him in ages. I don't know if he's about to have some kind of knockoff. What's that J. Cole album that he dropped on? KOD. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to knock off KOD. Uh, if it is, I God, please help him. Because, um, man, it will not fit. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like... I don't know. Like, when, when, when Airplanes came out, right? I remember, like... Everybody I knew, the same people who put me onto like Lupe Fiasco and everything, they were like, no, this guy is actually really good. Okay. And they showed me all of his like early stuff from before airplanes. And you know what? A lot of it was really, really good. 
you know i'm and, not i'm not against that take yeah but but here's the thing he has had a 12 years of a career since then and it has just not been <laughs> like, nope. I, I have no reason to ever go back yeah i have no really that and like or desire and the other thing is not only was like his music fell off so hard it was like like he got what was the thing that like was everywhere he was like a flat earther right honestly i don't even know right now my mind is yeah yeah he was (laughs) he was uh he might have been yeah he got like he was he was spreading a bunch of shit like talking about how the earth was flat I just like <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brandon. I I put up his page on Spotify. Do you know he's dropped albums every year? That that's what I mean when I say like he's had 12 years and like nothing has really happened. <laughs> There's no way. I, I don't believe it. I am like dumbfounded. I, there's no way that this man has been dropping albums this whole time. And I had no idea. He must have like fell off so hard. He has a greatest hits album that he put out in 2019. Wow. This man how is many, not allowed to how have many a versions greatest hits. of airplanes are on it. <laughs> yeah. I think only one. I think only one. Yeah. <laughs> but um no yeah, I I didn't know it was gonna be this deep. This is just terrible. Yeah, I'm, no, it's not. I might rebel against this. Like this might be a one album that I truly want to go against, and I give everyone a shot. I have I have no desire to listen to this to this album. To be honest with you, if if I it, look if like everyone was saying like, hey, this is actually extremely cool. Okay, maybe I would give it a shot, but that's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> no question. Who fell off harder? This man or the baby? Ah, oh, man. Um, and like, think guy, about it, this boys. Man, this man, like, because it, he has some hits, and like, they were pop hits. So, like, they were yeah, everywhere. they were crossovers. Yeah, they were big crossovers. Wow, uh, I still gotta say this guy. That's insane because the way I think about the baby now is it's more relevant, and I kind of know a little bit more. Yeah, like the baby hit a wall, and I don't. We nobody deals with film anymore. And he has some crazy long hits, or not long, but crazy large hits. Yeah, kind of got stuck with his own style, and now I don't hear much about him. And yeah. he's problematic. How in the world did Bob fall off so hard? I don't know. I mean, you know, here's the thing: like, even beyond just being problematic, like, what I really think that flat Earth shit, like played a part like i definitely i'm looking it up right right now like it was pretty prevalent then You're yeah saying it was like, like he was like making a stance yeah no he it was like a month-long campaign wow yeah he, he had like a month-long social media campaign about flat earth it, it makes you question like person's it, uh, personality i guess you want to say or just like it, it's something's something's not connecting something there's something loose there's something loose. I have never heard that as a way to describe. Okay, but I, I, I kind of know what you mean. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, something's loose. That's a good way to put it. 
Uh, all right. We just talked about B.O.B. for longer than I thought we would. It's just, I honestly, I'm speechless. Yeah. I really am. I didn't know he was making music this whole time. And I can't tell you one song. Oh, but anyway, is this worse um, than French Montana? Man, come on, that's that's tough. No, it's not. That's at least tough. at least Bob had the hits. Like French Montana had a uh, what was it? Congratulations or something? I think of another person. Yeah, that was most Malone. <laughs> nah, unforgettable. Unforgettable, unforgettable. Yeah. I'll give him that. But anyway. Yeah. I think that um, song blew up because the video blew up. Because, like, every time you watch the video, like, they donated money. Which, like, don't get me wrong. That's cool. But, like. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it was for, uh, like, a third world country. I forget which one. I sound very insensitive right now. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that you knew that is. More than I did. It was something. It was something where it was like they were giving back, and that's where it blew up. Which, like, don't get me wrong, that's cool. I know. I was gonna say it doesn't change how I really feel about them, but you know what? I do at least respect that. Yeah. But anyway, we can move on to singles. Uh, I have a list of singles here that I feel like I'll listen to once and forget about them. (laughs) To be honest, yeah. But I'll just go through them. There's at least five year porn, London freestyle. There's yeah. at least one that I, I'm I'm kind of I, I am interested in listening to. Okay, which one? Uh, let's run them through first. Okay, five year foreign is coming out with London freestyle. Yeah, G Herbal featuring Offset is coming out with A, <laughs> like yeah. literally A Y E. Um, Offset featuring Moneybag Yo. Song is called Five One Three Two One. Side note, produced by Baby Keen. Interesting. That's why I thought it was interesting. That, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Perfect. We're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, that was... A, simply because, like, I feel like I... I only hear Baby Keem's production really on his albums and the couple songs he produced for Kendrick. Yeah. And, like, it's good. Like, it's not... Yeah. I, I, but I want to see him stretch. You know what I mean? I got to see him stretch his legs a little bit before I can really judge him as a producer. You know what I mean? I feel like I yeah, haven't crossed that threshold yet. Right. As an artist, at least we have a good sense of who yeah. he is, like what he's capable of. But as a producer, it's very limited evidence, at least. Um, but anyway, we have Chief Keef still making music, um, coming out with Chief So. Key Glock, I believe it's already out, came out from nothing. And then Lucky is coming out with Coincidence. All artists that I'm familiar with, none of them I would put. If I was like, make a tier list, which we might do one day, who knows? These would all pretty much be in like my C, yeah, <laughs> or that would be my the highest output. When we get when we get a thousand subscribers slash listeners, we'll do a tier list. Fair enough, I'm down for that. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much all the singles. Yeah, and we have five year four and could be cool. Yeah, but he just came out with the album. I never really understood that. I, yeah, the album. I'm not gonna was... scat. Go ahead. The album was dense and not a good way. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I mean, I haven't even listened, but I just I I very go against the concept of mass producing music. Yeah. I like I understand Frank Ocean don't listen to me, Rihanna don't listen to me, Kendrick don't do enough five years. But like I understand the importance of taking time to make a project. Like there needs to be time yeah. to develop and pass. 
I'm strongly against artists like making music right after an album, unless it's in the deluxe, you know. Yeah. Well, because it starts, it starts to make the music feel more like a product and less like art. AKA, why is Drake coming out with an album every year? Yeah, because he is Drake's, literally he's a, brand. a brand. Yeah, he's, he's a, a brand. brand. <laughs> you know, like, um, Drake puts out an album every year for the same reason. There's a new iPhone every year. That is very true. <laughs> and and what do we? No, I'm not even gonna get into that. Literally, the iPhones are the same every year. It's just very small tweaks. Very small um, tweaks. And sometimes it's how the phone looks. Mm-hmm. So we'll take it. So, um, Going on to actual news, some very sad news to start off. I'm hurt, Brandon. I'm in pain. Yeah. I'm missing out on Don Tolliver. He is no longer going to be on the Kid Cudi concert. That, that sucks. This really hurts. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Because I was listening to him on the radio, and I was like, man, I was really looking forward to seeing him live, seeing his energy and how he performed in the stadium. I just, I, I wish I knew, and I was going to ask, didn't know if he was reading up on it, but, like, I heard a rumor that maybe he couldn't be paid, and that's why he was getting off the concert. I don't, I have no idea. Um, okay. You know, I have no. I have not looked into it at all as to why he's not like showing up, like why he's not doing the tour. I will say this: like after seeing Lollapalooza, and like don't get me wrong, like I think he was worthwhile. Like don't get me wrong, like I wouldn't tell you not to see. Right. But it did seem like he was struggling to get through a set. Like, and not from, like, a creative or a work ethic standpoint, from, like, a physical exhaustion standpoint. Do you think that was more due to, like, just the lack of experience where you might be out of shape? Or is it, like, drugs? (laughs) Two very different things. uh, It's, I leaned with the first. It looked like he was getting gassed, you know? And I think it's something that could be more experience than necessarily being out of shape. Uh, But, yeah, no, it just seemed like, it it did not seem like, yeah. Honestly, like, I'm happy you brought up the drugs thing, because that's, like, exactly what it didn't look like. Because, like, it looked like he wanted to be there, and he wanted to give, like, the best performance he could. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen an athlete... And you could just tell they're giving it their all, but they're all just not good enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what it looked like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I okay. gotta keep it real. Like, that's exactly the vibe I got from it. Not to mention the technical issues. Not his right. fault at all. Definitely makes me like like the dude because like he went out there and like fought through it. Handled it right. Yeah, he handled it the best he could. But like that's a reality, and I can see that being a factor. I don't know if it's the whole thing. I think it'd be irresponsible to say that's the whole thing. Right, right. right. Well, obviously, we're both just kind of coming up with takes yeah. on what it. Yeah, but that's be. just that's just my take, having seen him very recently. Okay, I mean, I think that's very reasonable. You're not. I don't think you're saying anything crazy. Uh, I just uh, it, it kind of hurts, and I was actually going to propose and bring it up to you. Do you feel like there should be, and not just in this concert necessarily, and I'm not saying this because I'm expecting something back, because I really am not, but do you think there should be something in place to compensate fans for things like this? Does he need to find a replacement? Should there be cheaper tickets? 
obviously there's more to it, but how does Kid Cudi make up for overpromising under delivery? Well, first off, like because I don't know, I feel very uncomfortable putting the onus on Kid Cudi. I don't know if Kid Cudi had anything to do with Don Tolliver leaving. That is also very true. So it's that like, is a great point. That's a now, great point. So on one hand, it's like one, like I don't think that being said, I think like it's in the best interest of like the promoter and the people organizing the tour and Kid Cuddy to like find a replacement. Especially because like that tour was advertised Don to- like Kid Cuddy, Don Tolliver, and Denzel, and Denzel's not going to be there either. Now, granted, that was advertised. You knew that when he bought the ticket. But, yeah, at that point, I knew Denzel was going to be there. But like you said, it literally was like when it was announced, yeah. it was their out or their tour. Yeah. So, like, they, I would think it would be very, it would be in their best interest to get a, a replacement. But if they don't, the only real thing they can do is just give you like a big longer set. Yeah, and just more songs to it. And like, look, I don't know the mechanics of it. I don't know what happens. So it's hard to say like what could and like who's responsible and like what should happen. But I would definitely say that the it behooves them to get a replacement. My question for you is like, who would you want to see as a replacement? It's tough. Who's I someone do you I was... think can fill that role? Uh, it is very hard because just that aesthetic by itself, I feel like their combination, it would be very unique. Yeah. Um, as they can play off each other in like their own characteristics. Because this is going to be a very like spacey kind of show. Yeah. Um. Who's a spacey artist that could fill that? Jesus Christ. I got to think, Brandon. Yeah. That's a very hard question. Yeah. No, I, I can't think of anyone. Uh, I mean. It, he, he's just, and that's one thing to speak on, like, Don Tolliver himself. He's very unique in his own style. Like, I don't know anyone that can even. Yeah, he's unique in his own style. He's also in a spot that not a lot of artists are in. Where they are names, but they are not headliners. Exactly. You know, like the 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 two other names I think would be like in the same spot in their career, just from a touring perspective, not creatively. Uh huh. As Don Tolliver would be like Baby Keem and Denzel, but Denzel's on the tour. <laughs> right. Denzel. Baby Keem's on the Kendrick tour. Right. It's funny because those are the other two names I did think about that are similar in that fashion in terms of the level that they're at. Um, because the only other things that I can like think about, it would be a bigger name and it would just take, it would ultimately change the project altogether. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't answer. It, it's just, yeah, no. it hurts. The only thing they could do is that, like, you know, they could get someone bigger. I would yeah. like to see Lil Uzi Vert and Kid Cudi. I think that would be an interesting collab. That's a really good name. That would be awesome. Like That's what I'm saying. Like that would be a crazy collab. A, Still kind of get that space. It's like vibes. an impossible needle to thread because like you have to think like who's not on tour right now. 
who would actually fit. Yeah, who could actually fit. Another, you know, another one is Corday. I don't know if Corday is big enough. I think okay. I think the real issue is that I just don't want to see Corday. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll say it that way. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I, I would. Say, I think Corday is as big as Don Tolliver. I think what I think they they even out because what Corday may lack in popular appeal, he makes up for in fan and critical love. Okay. You know, so I would say they even out. I. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Nav. I'm not saying that it'll be good. Like I know you wouldn't enjoy it, but no, think I think it, no, I think no, I think from a, a touring perspective, like I actually think Nav is like actually a pretty good like, replacement for a very close replacement. Like very much like in the same from a touring perspective. Yeah, I would say he's right. in the same tier, one hundred percent. Kind of same vibe, yeah. same tier. Like surprisingly fits. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I actually don't think that's like 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 I think it's a clear fit. Wow. Uh, the only thing is that like once again I hate Nav. Nav. Yes. Uh, and you know my only thing is that who does does who does Nav tour with? Like, has he ever gone on tour with anyone? I would have to do research right away. I know he's done some. With the bigger names than him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to like, think what energy you like. You know, here's the vibe. okay. So I'm looking up his concert date right now. Oh, okay. He beat me to it. And yeah, like he's like third build at like Rolling Loud, which I would say is like yeah, relatively the same spot. Yeah, I yep. I, I would say Nav is absolutely in there. Like yeah, like he does like the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. So like yeah like a big like a big place but not the biggest. I'm okay with that. Yeah, honestly. no, I would say yeah, he would probably slide in the best, except for the fact All that right. Don Tolliver is good. Like that is fine. You can say that. Wow, he he did a tour with Schoolboy Q at multiple venues. Who Nav? Yeah, in 2019. I'm looking at previous uh, things yeah. now because I just got curious, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in other news, on a more positive note, uh, we have Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Birthday, as I believe, on the 15th. They created a Nipsey Hussle Day as official that date in LA, and he has been cemented in the Hall of Fame. I think that's really dope. Uh, is it the Hall of Fame or the Walk of Fame? Walk of Fame. Jesus, Hall of Fame. Walk yeah. of Fame. I, no, I totally understand. Uh, yeah, dude, super dope. Like, who, I mean, how do you not like Nipsey Hussle? Right. There's an, I don't know if anyone would actually be against this. Like, it wouldn't even make sense. Have you ever been to the Walk of Fame? No, I've never really been west of uh, the Mississippi River. Oh, really? Huh. No, I've never been to, like, Texas, Colorado, California. Not yet. Eventually. Yeah, it's just I've been poor my whole life. Not my family. My family's fairly well off, but like, I've I've just only recently started. Oh. The name of the show is the Unpaid Nobodies. You think that's something we just made up? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's very spot on to our lifestyle. Um, 
But no, yeah, the reason I asked, and not even like in a negative sense, but the like Walk of Fame in like Hollywood, it is not like a good area. Yeah. Like actually though, like it, I feel like, and I could be wrong, and this could just be a placebo, not placebo, but the mindset that I had previously, I thought Hollywood was like the city, like money, wealth, yeah. all these famous people, and yada yada yada. When in like reality, that's like Beverly Hills and like yeah. Bel Air. It's a very different area. Hollywood is literally like compared to like Madison. <coughs> I'm so serious. Say that one more like, time. Mad- it, Madison Avenue. Yes. <laughs> In Chicago, like it was, like not that good of an environment. Um, it is the street that has like the corny like wax museum yeah. and like mirror, mirror museum. Oh, it's like then, a like, tourist uh, trap. Literally, like the Ripley's, believe it or not, every other store is like a tourist store. Yeah, there's homeless people out everywhere. There's performers out, and it's literally it. It feels like Michigan. I was very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I uh LA is a different beast. Like it's Jesus. Like man. it's it's a different beast. Now once again, I've never never been there, but I've seen a lot of movies. No, like <laughs> yeah. I, I will like, say just it's so spread out. Year, it's like a different yeah. type of city. It's it's very unique in its own sense. I've never experienced anything like it. When I went last year, the the fact that I went from like Compton, which is infamously known as like <laughs> A bad neighborhood. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. To like some would say it's a bad city. A mad city. (laughs) To like literally some of the richest people in LA or in America. Yeah. Literally the side of Bel Air. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's some insane, insane like wealth disparity. Yes. Shit's just like and and a little bit further away you have Skitch Row and like all this other stuff. It's LA is weird. California is weird. Yeah, it's it's, it's different. But yeah, and like, look, we're on our high horse. Like, we don't live in the most segregated city in the world. But it like, literally is the most segregated. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, but like, <laughs> fuck you. This Chicago's better than LA for sure. Like, <laughs> it's just maybe because it's the tourist effect. Maybe when people come to Chicago, they see the same thing. They come to my. They come to my neighborhood. Be. That's what they do. Right. It's yes. Yeah. That's true. They go downtown and they come. They take a, a day trip to Wrigleyville. It's funny that you even say that because, like, even people now, we have friends that are going to come into town from, like, Iowa who have no idea about, like, Chicago, Chicago culture. And, like, I'm pretty sure the Airbnbs they were looking at was your area and then back out towards, like, the west side where they can just go downtown and go home. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know, like, yeah where to go or what to do. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Oh, God. All right. But, um, so we got a... We got a uh... An announcement about us. Yeah, lead it off. Yeah, so we are taking the show to YouTube. Not, like, exclusively. Like, we're still going to be posting it uh, as a podcast. It's still audio only because we're not doing a video component yet. Because I don't want to bite off more than I can chew right now with the way work is. So still audio only, but we thought we'd put it on YouTube to, like, just test out those waters Maybe we can start. I know the end goal for the show is to eventually do like a live show that's also audio. Uh, so this is certainly a, a first step towards it, like just making a name on the, the platform. You know, want to take advantage of the YouTube algorithm because like podcasts are hard. 
about to say, if you are consistent and you make long videos, YouTube likes you a lot. Yeah, they so. like you a lot. So, like, we have an hour and a half every Friday. So, YouTube's <laughs> can't gonna, beat that. Yeah, YouTube's <laughs> gonna love us. Oh, we're gonna premiere every video. Oh, it's gonna be great. Like, <laughs> so, honestly, by all means, this yeah, is like, an effort subscribe. to get as many people we can get. Yeah. If you want to share with your friends, we appreciate it. Yeah, if you haven't told your friends about us, fuck you, Isaac. Like, we thought you were cool. Like, <laughs> No, Isaac probably yeah, has I, I, the I, largest group of people. <laughs> Isaac is our number one evangelical. Literally. He's out so. preaching. Oh, um, but yeah, so like, subscribe. Well, the, uh, the link will be in the description of the episodes from now on. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And yeah, eventually we'll be... I think eventually we'll be doing video stuff. I think that, that'll eventually be the plan. We'll come back at like episode 100. And these are going to be like the archive episodes. Yeah. We're going to see it all. Um, really side note. Quick before we get into the actual conversation. Yeah. Uh, Jit just announced another single releasing on YouTube tonight. Oh, what's it called? So, adding that to the list. I think it's called 2007. And he said, it's featuring my pops. Which is actually Abraham, one of the uh, co-owners of Dreamville. And he said a few words from J. Cole. So this is a, yeah, this is a big one. All right. Well, uh, listen to that. Loved that last single he dropped. Jeez. Dance Now. The the video was crazy good. That beat, that beat was... This man gonna be on when I said it last week. I'm gonna say it again. It's going to be in my top five. I'm calling it. Yeah. It, it it was good. It was a really really good video. All right. So. Shall we step into the ring? <laughs> Round two. The um, octagon of ideas. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it's time that we get to the belly section. There are some things that I felt was necessary to say before we jump into it just to like understand or honestly for like our listeners yeah because we've discussed this multiple times in the past previous to us even owning a podcast i think my dislike for belly is significantly less than yeah. your like for now yeah and secondly i know it's kind of presented in a way where it's like you have to pick one but it's not quite no in that that's not fashion. No, yeah, right. I feel like this entire show's ethos is pushing back against the idea that all this shit's a competition, but right. we just couldn't resist, like, the format. Like, <laughs> we just couldn't. It, it, it just made sense, but in reality, the reasons you like Nav has nothing, or dislike him, has nothing to do with, like, your love for Belly, and my, like, love for Nav does not yeah. make me dislike Belly. I think the reasons we dislike each other's artists are very different. Yeah. And I think that creates an understanding for how much we don't like that specific artist and yeah. the level that we give to it. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm at a point because, like, there's a tension here, and this will shape the conversation to come for sure. So there's a tension because, yes, that's totally true. Like, we are not the kind of people who see this as, like, a zero-sum game. You know, the... Mm it is told like they're completely independent artists there's no reason to pit them against each other right what i do think though is i 
do think they are interesting to compare and contrast because it as, is yeah. as much because at the same time they are very similar but also very different. Mm-hmm. You know they have, and it's kind of shocking like how wild that that difference can be at times. Yes, I was actually going to say when you say like a similar fashion in terms of like how similar they are. It's incredible. And I think what was the most interesting part out of like everything when it started, because like I said, we've been talking about this for years now. It's very like I'm fascinated at the idea of how some of these people actually are. Science of the same record, um, similar kind of cultures and background, I feel like. Yeah. Um definitely gonna get similar perceptions in the hip hop genre. Right. And I won't say their style is the same in any sense, but the crowd that they can bring in is typically can be similar. So in that sense, there are a lot of similarities, but I think the differences in terms of jumping over the belly, I'm going to try not to like make comparisons to Nav because I think the dislike you have towards him is more towards just like the quality of the music itself. Yeah. And so that's very different from why I do not like Bell. Yeah. I personally expand on that. Right. I was going to say, I understand Belly is talented. He's very skillful. Um, and I see everything in place to click, but it literally just doesn't for me. Like, he doesn't have the it factor, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and then we'll kind of get into exactly what I mean by like the it factor. It's just, it, it's something that I've realized, I think, as a person, I just don't connect or like him in that sense. And not in a way that like, oh, I don't like someone because I don't say that about anyone. But like... Not like personally. You just mean like creatively. As a creative artist and like a musician, I just cannot grasp a hold of him, himself, and his music. And then when I take a step back, I feel like I'm not the only one when you look at the numbers. Yeah. So... Let's jump into it. Last week, I started off with why I even like now. So let's jump off. You can start it with Billy. Okay, totally. Because like, because it is interesting. Because in this process, my feelings on Belly have shifted. Let's say, because like they're more or less the same, but I think there's a greater context. So yeah, Belly is an artist who I discovered just be- just because they're on XO with the Weekend, and the Weekend is one of my favorite artists. So naturally, it. it it seems to me to be like a natural fit to just be like, oh, like, I like the weekend. I should just take to this guy, right? And what's funny is that it was actually like a pretty slow build because there's a song on, I think, his second mixtape uh, with the weekend that I heard. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy good. And then I heard the entire album. I'm like, this is not great. Like, as a whole, like, right? It's just kind of yeah. shallow. Which one was this? This was a different mixtape. So okay. the one we're talking about today is in Zambia, right? Which I, I feel like it deserves a breakdown. Yeah, and the thing that I realized, like in the past two weeks, because I have been listening to a lot of Belly. He's currently my number one artist on title. Really? Yeah, for right now. I'm uh, shocked. Yeah. But the thing is, I have learned that the dude has, 
he has a very high ceiling. Like his best songs are some of the best songs in the years they come out. Yeah. Uh, but he has not come together as an artist, most like as an album artist, that well. And okay. Inzambia is the ex- exception. I think Inzambia is like a very solid project throughout. Uh, but Up for Days, which was the one I was talking about that had the the song Might Not with Belly and the Weekends. Like, yeah, like it's not a particularly compelling mixtape. Like, it's good. Like, but I see it as just a... You know when I was talking about, like, how, like... That, like, like if that Nav album we were talking about last week... Like, if it just had, like... Sl- just tighter bars, just more... F- like, just, like, those hip-hop fundamentals... Let's say right. the, the fundamentals. Yeah, to make, if it make had the fundamental, like those first two albums, like I kind of see it as very similar to that Nav mixtape, uh, mm-hmm. just with much stronger lyrical fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, and so initially I bounced off it a little bit, but then when I heard Another Day in Paradise, which is still not a complete success as an album, but it has many great songs it clicked a little bit more for me. And I'm like, oh, this guy is like actually like a really decent writer. And I see him as like bridging the gap between, I'm going to say two rappers, and I do not mean that Belly is in this tier, right? I mean, in these two styles, I see him bridging the gap between like that super punchline focused, like Little Wayne style and the more substantive, thematic Kendrick Lamar J. Cole types. I see him as like threading that needle and doing it very successfully. And as someone who just look has an appreciation for writing and wordplay and rhythm and payoff, that just oh that appeals to me. That is my favorite thing to find in an artist. And look, have I found it more with other artists? Absolutely. You know, I would not say Belly's in my top ten favorite hip hop artist. Okay. But I think Belly does it extremely well. I think he is extremely underrated. <laughs> That's really my thing, is that like I don't think Belly is like in the top tier of the genre right now. But I do think he is the most underrated rapper. It's interesting that you're opening up with this because this was one of my points that I did notice specifically on this album. I had to do some research. Yeah. Because I just didn't know about the artist that well. I didn't realize he only has like three or four official albums, correct? The rest are all yeah. mixtapes. Yeah, he has a lot of mixtapes. Which I thought was which is one of the reasons why I picked this one. Mm-hmm. Was because even though I think it's his best work, it's still a mixtape, and so was that Nav project. So I felt it was fairer. That's very, very good. Because honestly, when I first listened to it, I thought it was decent. Like, it didn't grasp me that hard. And, like, once I actually pulled out the lyrics on the second listen, I did the research. I found this was a mixtape. I appreciated it more. I honestly did. Yeah. Um, the fact that this wasn't an official album, but it comes off with a somewhat concept structure. Yeah. It's impressive. It, it, it is. Yeah. Now, now, what I would say, he is a writer 
He's a great writer. Yeah. I don't know if I would call him like a lyricist. And it's interesting that you brought up someone like those names because when I was personally listening to Belly, and I honestly wasn't trying to go in with like a hard head and like trying to be stubborn. I tried to come in with a clean slate because I've heard his other albums due to you. Like the wordplay, the word structure, the word choice are all really good. But like it just didn't really come together at some points. And I feel like one thing that kind of stood out to me when I listened to rap specifically, and I add those songs to like the vault, for example. I, it's a specific line that I listen for. And it's like, I don't know why, but it just hits. And like, I connect to it and I feel the artist. It didn't happen that too often on the on this album. Like, there's a couple of songs that are phenomenal, but I still feel like there was some lackluster parts to it. And I was just going to ask, like, when you listen to Belly, we text each other randomly, just lyrics, <laughs> like for no reason. And it could be the most simple lyric. I literally texted you Baby King on the way back from the train. And it's literally him saying, like, oh, I told my grandma to sit back and relax. Yeah. And, like, it, that's not something complex. But, like, when you sit down and think about it and you think about your culture and, like, it's personally me, I can relate to that. Even though it's literally just him screaming this in a song and I'm going to be screaming it tomorrow in concert. Like, I can relate to, like, there's going to be a point where I'm going to look at my mom and be like, look, you need to sit down and relax. Like, you've been working hard your whole life. Please relax and let me help you. I just feel like there wasn't many points in this album that I felt that moment. And I was going to ask if you, do you understand that? Do you think that's justified? Do you counter that? Because, like, is there ever a time where you're just sitting there and, like, a belly lyric just comes to mind? All the time. Probably more really? than most rappers. Okay. And yeah. is it this album in specific, specific yes. or is it like Immigrant? Because I know that Immigrant was good. Immigrant is really good. Like, it is not exclusively this album by any means. Mm -hmm. But songs from this album are the ones that I Kinda quote click. say all the time. Yeah, like, as a matter of fact, like, one of the things I wrote down as, like, a benefit of this album was, like, all the quotables. Like, I think it's an incredibly quotable album. <laughs> There was, like I said, there are a couple of songs, but like, I just feel like, yeah. and maybe it's because I don't attach myself to Belly himself. Yeah. I was curious, and we can, we can take that direction, and then we can get into this specific album. Who would you specifically say Belly is for? Who I, do you think his demographic is? I think his demographic is a crossover of like, People who like The weekend, like people like that, like people who like introspective, dark, muty music, because I think it's fair to say that his music does qualify as that. I also think he, and this makes a little bit more sense, I think he's a little bit more in like the hardcore hip-hop lane. And to me, like one of the smartest things Belly has done in his career was in the single, like, the single he dropped for his last album, he uh, featured Benny the Butcher. Okay. And I think that's kind of the lane he's in. Okay. I think, and, like, it's not immediately obvious, because, like, you kind of want to compare him to uh, Nav, to a 
more vibey artist. But I think yeah. like when you actually like look at his skill set as a musician and as an artist, he's way closer to like the Griselda guys than he is Nav. So I guess that's your accent. Because that's perfect time. Does that does that match with you? Like do you, do you see where I'm coming from with that? Honestly, it is a very interesting take and, and I do fully understand where you're coming from now that you make those comparisons because I was really about to say, it's perfect timing that you say this because just last night, I was telling my brother Isaac about this episode is going to be about Belly. I was giving him some of my points to see if they were kind of justified. Things Does like that. Does Isaac listen to Belly? Isaac, Isaac, do you listen to Belly? You should listen to Belly. He gave, like, <laughs> I asked him. He gave him a try. He said it's just not for him. Yeah. He's not against him. He's just not for him. Yeah. Um, And so anyway... We were just talking, just in general, and it's crazy that you said Benny the Butcher, because we started talking about how underrepresented, or not underrepresented, but underappreciated East Coast rappers are right now. Oh, yeah. You have Benny the Butcher, you have Conway the Machine, you have West Side Gun, you have the Alchemist, this entire group, this subsection that we've talked about before that's like the dark, grimy, but very heavy lyrical. I would, I would describe them as hardcore hip-hop. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like they are uh, modern, but they're traditionalists. Like they are the that. That's what I would say. And what they are, what what they what they exactly what they are at is, is like the fact that all these tie up together. They're extremely underappreciated and kind of overlooked. Like I will say, and when I was saying it to Isaac. Right now, I wouldn't say these people are necessarily underground artists, but that's typically where you find their music at. People who mostly listen to underground, low-key artists. And if he fits in that zone, and he's not as big as the already somewhat smaller guys, I just feel like Belly can't capture that big of a market. Yeah, I, I don't no, know I... where he could fit in it, you know? Yeah, but I guess like my my counter argument to that would be, does he need to? Oh, uh, uh, like that's a great point because that was another yeah. question I was going to say. And another thing is, you know, I don't want to put anything out there, but like, Belly like books pretty big shows. Like he close, like he was a closer for Coachella this year, which is good. I honestly, yeah. I'm happy for him, and like hopefully it doesn't come off like I'm praying for his downfall. But no, like, no, no, not at all. I think you're coming across very, very (laughs) open-minded, which is very interesting. I just was trying to get a better understanding because another thing I brought up to Isaac, maybe he can find a certain market. I said last week, Nav jokes about being the first brown boy to get it popping. And like, that's a lyric. People meme it. But in reality, these two are both brown and they have that influence and they have a very unique perspective and yeah. i understand the market isn't huge but like do you feel like he can find a different direction to maybe represent a certain demographic as he has that experience because i don't know anyone talking about like being brown well, in america or being brown wherever i mean like let's say, look at immigrant that's what that album was <laughs> that is true like 
And, he and took the, a shot at it, 100%. Yeah and, yeah, and the other thing is... And Immigrant, like, did well. Like, it performed well. Like, it got pretty good reviews. Like... Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually interesting that you bring that up because, like, if we're comparing the two artists, Belly and Nav, and, like, I don't want to, like, so much butt them against each other as much as compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think, like, the way they deal with the fact that they are underrepresented, like, minority in hip-hop, uh, Nav being Desi and Belly being Palestinian... I think they do it very, very differently. And, like, you said it yourself. Like, the way Nav does it is he jokes, like, he makes it into the meme. Like, oh, first brown boy to get it popping. Uh, And Belly does it by making an entire concept album about that theme. So I should ask then. And you said they're coming from... And both of them are doing this. They have very different perspectives. And it lines up. Yeah. Everything is lining up accordingly, like, to what we're saying. Because in reality, J. Cole literally talked about this. Some some niggas make millions, some niggas make memes. In reality, if Nav is blowing up and has almost a billion followers on Twitter, and he is the meme artist, he's going to have the more broken down, commercialized music. Yeah. Whereas just belly naturally, I'm taking a look now, he's just short of 200,000. Yeah, he's nowhere near as big. And so I think, and you can share your opinion on this, but one thing that has turned me away from when I tried to get more into Belly, it just comes naturally with the territory, but in some cases, he can come off corny. And the reason I say that, I I had to think about this for a while, but there is an older song by Lupe Fiasco talking about Dumb It Down. And the whole song is literally about, like, you need to dumb down your music for it to be consumable for the public. Yeah. And Lupe's literally saying, like, I'm not going to dumb it. I'm not dumbing down nothing. I need to get my point across, things like that. I think Belly takes that approach, but I believe it's kind of too far. And unfortunately, taking that approach does give you a sense of being corny to the public eye because it's against tradition or whatever you need to do to become successful. But I find just, just I just went through his Twitter brand, and I did scroll that far. He comes off almost amateurish, like some of the things that he's trying to get across. I understand he's an underrepresented artist, and like some people may not give him his pretension and things like that. But he just like spams tweets as though he's like still graphic and fighting to make it to the top. And I feel like to become a hip-hop artist, you need to have a certain level of confidence. And if we saw, I won't say names, but we have mutual friends that tweet, that put up Snapchats of like kind of corny inspirational stuff where like it comes off really amateurish. Yeah. Do you understand? uh, No, I don't. I don't. uh, I don't disagree. There are certainly, yeah, I definitely think like his the social media presence can definitely be corny. Uh, like, do you just, follow him on social media? Because I, I didn't follow I him, do. I didn't know, and I was just scrolling. You know, like, I, 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 month, no, I do, uh, and I don't because he, he. The thing is, he doesn't. I'm on Twitter a lot, and like the the tweets that flood my page are people who tweet like every hour. 
Okay. And he tweets like every other week, and it's like he just kind of gets lost in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think that's that's uh, that's out of bounds. I never really got the corny thing, just because the thing my experience has always been that the, there are two types of people people who know Belly and like him, and people who just have never heard of him. You know, like I don't know a whole lot of people who don't who who are aware of this person and don't like him. As a matter of fact, like I think you probably have the most negative opinion out of any of my friends, and I think you have a yeah. And I don't think you're being like harsh or particularly negative. I'm just saying, like, I never had that perception just because this is my experience. <laughs> and the other thing is that like there are people like Mario at work. Remember, like. He played Billy all the time. Yeah, he loves Billy. Yeah, like I, I, like I know a ton of people that know him and like him a lot. So I just never saw him that that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you, the way you talk about it, about it coming across amateurish. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like it does read like. I saw this tweet the other day. What it's like, and remember, I'm in like the ultra online, very savvy circles. Okay. But it was like a meme, and it was like, oh, you just followed a coworker on Twitter, and it was just like a bunch of like videos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> like, I did see that one. I yeah, that. it's like, okay. yeah, sometimes his Twitter reads like that, 100%. Uh, okay. So I, I can't get mad at that. I would say that I think if you were, to, there are certain songs and like maybe even certain projects that if you were like, man, that's corny, I would defend the project against mm-hmm. being corny. I don't think it's zombie is corny. I don't think immigrant is corny. Oh no. Some of his best work. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of but, his best work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think he is beyond that. I've never really felt that. That's not really my experience. But I mean, except on social media, he gets mad annoying. <laughs> but he's also like I think he's interesting. Like I think he's he's also an activist and he I see him using his social media in intelligent ways. A lot of times. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it at Yeah. All. Especially, like, when, you know, like, I remember I followed, like, I was really, really following his social media last May when tensions right. in, on the Gaza Strip uh, flared up. And he had, like, a pretty good presence there? He just had a very good presence. He was always, like, very well informed on that. That's good. Uh, Honestly, I, that is good. And the other thing is that, like, you know, it does come down to just emotional connection, you know, and you said it yourself, like you can't, you can't make yourself love something, mm. you know, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's funny that you say that, because I, I also said to Isaac yesterday, I was like, I feel bad for making bread and listen to not nah for like a full week, because I know you hated it. I, yeah, I know you no, did like, not enjoy it, yeah, because like, like even Belly, I don't dislike him that much, but I didn't really want to sit there and listen to it. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Even and, if I have yeah. the most negative impression out of all your friends, I still, like, I'm not against him. I hope he does well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, like, totally get that. Now, I got to ask you, though, like, let me ask you about some certain tracks. What did you think about the track on this one with Nav? Um, it has to grow me, believe it or not. When you first said that you liked the, like, this song, I think by the third or fourth listen of the album, I was like, okay, I actually really do like this song. At first, yeah. I didn't like how slow it was. 
Um, but actually, like sitting down. That's funny because I feel in like a that's, relaxed state. That's funny because I feel like that is the slower element of it is like a nav thing because the rest of the album, like there are slow songs, like the opener and the closer are slow for sure, but like the rest of the so- albums have like pretty, pretty high think- energy. Yeah, I think that's why it threw me off because it was the rest of the album is pretty high energy and having the slow one in the middle kind of threw me off. Believe it or not, did my research. Yeah. It is exactly like the Nob album because Nob produced this. Yeah. This is the one track that he produced. Yeah. Um, what speaking of, since I brought it up, I'll go ahead and jump into that. I think the production, including Reup, so I'll even, this is against Nob as well. I like the production on the album. I think it is consistent, which is important because this is borderlining one of its conceptual. Yeah, it has like a very spooky. Right. Very good job at that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It kind of, it lacked that umph to me. Um, I liked the beats, but there was maybe three times where I was like, when you make like the stank face, you actually make that like, oh, that was actually kind of nice. Yeah. And so... It was there. It was present. Yeah. It just wasn't that consistent. There was many times where a new beat would come in or like the chorus would come in or some that's supposed to be like, oh, I feel it. And I was like, it was all right. <laughs> like, it was that's all right. fair. What songs made you make that face though? Let me ask. Um, when I actually did make the face, believe it or not, the day that I met you, I actually liked a lot. Wow. Frozen Water that was is a what... for me. Wow, day I, that's like the song I like the least. <laughs> really? Yeah. Honestly, Then I Met You was decent. Um, Frozen Water, I think it's the best track. Okay, um, that's interesting. And that might just be because I like Future. <laughs> yeah. Um, believe it or not, I hated Hollywood interlude. Wow, it really? Me, it reminded me of... A worse 90210. <laughs> if I'm <Yeah>. being honest. <laughs> um, I did not like Hollywood interviews. Um Trap Phone was okay. Re-up grew on me. Consuela, I feel like I get tricked. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. I feel like I get tricked because I honestly thought Young Thug was having an actual presence in the song. He did not. He just has ad libs. And then, he has a verse. Does he actually have a verse? He has a verse on it. Like, I looked it up. The verse is really Zach and Young Thug, and Zach's doing most of the talking, I think. Oh, no, I, I could have sworn he had like a full verse. Let me see. I, I could have messed up because yeah. the voices are very similar, and I could have messed up. Yeah. But it, I was just laughing because like Zach is literally like the blood brother of French Montana. Like, he couldn't even get front. I have no idea who Zach is. Like, he's a is... blood brother of French Montana. I'm telling you. <laughs> Like, are they actually so related? Serious. Like, I have no idea. Literally, it's... I'm so serious. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's funny. Because, like, I love Hollywood interlude. But, like, it's an interlude. Like... It's an interlude. Like, if the thing is, like, I don't know. I fuck with it. But, like... I don't know. Frozen Water, I actually did not like for a long time. But, actually, okay. upon revisiting it, like, I actually really liked it i was like going hard to it like no yeah Fro- frozen lot is good that, that's that was probably the peak for me um what else kind of stood out I'm trying to think it what i would say after hollywood interlude it kind of dies off a little bit for me yeah um 
Oh, I love it, acting different. Let me hold on. I'm gonna play it for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. No, acting different has a really good beat to it. It yeah. actually does. I do remember that one. And yeah. then, like I said, all of it is like yeah. there are some really high potential. Yeah. Like I see it in multiple pockets of the album. I just don't know if he's quite at that level. Yeah. Now I do it. Well, I think it's like super funny. Like it, it is because when you say like, oh, sometimes it just doesn't all come together. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a criticism I agree with one hundred percent. Like I think, like especially the mixtapes he had, the first ones before this, even Mumble Rap, which came after this, which was good by the way. I like Mumble Rap, and they just had a lot of filler, and it's not, you know, it doesn't come together as you say. Uh, right, and and that's the thing. And, it, it's lacking that it factor, and that's what I was relating yeah. to. Where sometimes. And it, it's a tough industry. It, it really it is, is a tough industry. The music that we like, people don't realize, like, when you actually fall in love with a song, there is so much that has to go into it and so much that has to go right. It, you can see different things like this that makes you appreciate it a little bit more. And I just feel like it, it never really clicks. Yeah. It's just lacking that it factor. Yeah, you know, I definitely can't disagree with that. Because it's hard to argue that it just never pops off. You know, it just never ascends higher than the one before it, you know? So there is just something about Belly that just isn't connecting with... And it's not just you, it's just, like, listeners, because... Yeah. You know, like, once again, like, Belly just isn't as popular as Nav. Like, not even close. But I guess my yeah. question is like, what what do you get out of Nav that you don't necessarily get out of Belly? I think the thing is with personally for Nav, it's a whole different subgenre of hip hop. It has that different qualifications. Yeah. Like you can make it. <laughs> there's so many young, talented artists that don't be saying nothing. Like there's interviews of them saying it. Like and I laughed about this because like Lil Tecca, Lil Tecca has a verified jeans video where like I don't know if you've seen those videos, but if you've seen those, I videos, have. They're fun. Basically, right? They say a lyric and then they break it down, and there's like a whole little clip of the whole video that has him going like, "Oh, I get like ten bitches," and then he's like, "I've never dated like anyone." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm whipping a girl," and then he's like, "I don't have a driver's license." Like it's stuff like that where like. It just has different qualifications to make it successful. And I feel like now it's in a whole different circle that requires different skill sets. And that, that's why that's I enjoy him more. Right. That's undeniable. And Nav does his skill set significantly better than Belly can do his. Now, I won't say that it's easier or harder. I will just say it's different. <laughs> Because both of what they're doing takes a lot of talent and skill. And some of it is just natural born talent. But some of it you have to legit like grind and practice. Yeah. And to give Belly some credit, being an artistic, like well-spoken artist with deeper lyrics, it's 
I don't want to say more difficult because I don't want to compare them, but it is slightly more difficult than just having that persona of making it in knob circle. Yeah. It's a higher bar to clear. Right. You know, you can't. Like you once know, you it even created. You can kind two... of fake a vibe, but you can't really fake can't like skill. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where I'm like, one, it's hard to do it. And two, you have to like, it has to be approved. <laughs> like yeah. people have to actually absorb it and like it. Yeah, it's gotta blow up. Um you know? which is possible. There's there's plenty of plenty, plenty. We can list a thousand. I'm sure you and I can go back and forth of deep conceptual artists that have insane mind blowing lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like it is something of note. Yeah, no, it's it, it def that's definitely the case. You you're one hundred percent on with that one. And I guess another thing, going back to Wait, I feel like I cut you off. You were going to say something. No, no, you didn't. Okay, okay. Another thing that kind of stood out to me, and I remember you bringing up the discussion of being an industry plant with not. Yeah. Do you think it translates to belly in any sense? And I'll say why I'm asking. Because I found out, and Zambia came out after a five-year hiatus. Yes. I didn't know this. Belly just wasn't putting out music, I guess. Yeah, five years, whatever he was going through in his life, whatever other business ventures, God bless him. But he wasn't making music for five years, and then he comes back and he's able to get future young thug, Ty Dollar Sign. He has EXO's support. This mixtape was put out under Rock Nation, so he has Rock Nation support. At what point do we start actually critiquing and judging? Because well, at some point, not saying like life is an ABC scale, like you're graded in school, but if you're given all your resources and you're still not performing and now you're 38, you got to start thinking, is, are we really judging him as harshly as we should? Well, you know, so that five-year hiatus is interesting because... So just because like I'm a fan of the artist, like I know the backstory a little bit. Okay. And I don't think Belly qualifies as an industry plant. Okay. I don't necessarily though think he's a, above the criticism of being propped up. Interesting. Okay. Right? Because the thing was like Belly was a in the trenches Canadian rapper and he was like one of the first to ever get any kind of notoriety, right? But his first run and his first album were not successful. Like, I'm actually going to look right now because I have his music pulled up. Like, I'm actually going to see if you can even listen to it on title. No, you can't. Like, they were just okay. like, it was like a famously bad run from a very locally well-respected rapper. Okay. Right? And from what I know, The Weeknd was just kind of a fan. And as XO blew up, Belly worked as a songwriter. Because that's another thing, is that the same way that Nav has a career as a producer that precedes his solo career, Belly works as a songwriter. Uh, he, See? Yeah, so he wrote the song that... You remember the song with The Weeknd and Ariana Grande that won the Oscar for Fifty Shades of Grey? 
Yes, but I can't think of the name, but I do know the Neither, song you're talking about. Yeah, you know, that, like, he wrote that. Like, he wrote that entire song. He was the one who won the Oscar. Didn't he write for Beyonce, too? Right? Yeah, he, he wrote, wrote for, for Beyonce. Beyonce. He's gotten awards for this. Yeah, he's gotten awards. Sure he won, like, awards. Songwriter of the Year in Canada, right? Uh, which I think just speaks to, like, my biases and, like, my... Uh, Especially as a writer. A yeah, just, like, the kind of thing I appreciate. He also wrote, uh, he was one of the writers on Faith and the main writer on Blinding Lights. Two, two songs that are implemented inside of, like, the left side of your brain now. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, he just has, like, that entire element to him. So, what I'm trying to get at, and this will be tighter when you listen to it, I don't think he's an industry plant just because he had that local career. But I think it's fair to say that he is propped up by being on the Weekends team. And as like a solo artist who's like putting out his own music. Because I think otherwise he probably would be a very wealthy and very well-respected songwriter. But I think it's fair to say that because he has like the clout from that. And also I do think he has a fair amount of respect from people who actually know what's going on. Like, once again, like, I know a ton of people who know Belly, and they all like him. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're a fan, like, you're a fan. Yeah, if you're a fan. <laughs> it's you're not fan. like fake fans, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. Do I think, like, he's certainly getting support and help? Like, support is even, I think, softening it a little. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, do know I, I definitely I think you. that's fair. Uh, but I, I fight against the industry plant thing because, like, he had an entire local career before that. Do you think, and the, the reason, there's one ultimate question I'm going to get to lastly. But before I get there, I, I'm just curious because now it, it popped up in my head. So in reality, he started off maybe as a songwriter. And yeah. he's just, he's known to be talented in terms of writing songs. And just like his wordplay, his word choice. Do you think he would have benefited in going more instead of that route? Because we have other careers of people starting off one way and wanting to branch out. Obviously, the biggest one is Kanye. Kanye yeah. started off with a producer. Now he's the biggest artist in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, there's some people that could benefit towards, like, having that shift. But there's also many, 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 many failed careers. Yeah. Do you think he took the right route? I guess I should ask. Well, the thing, I guess the thing is that, like, you know, if we're, if we can get a little meta here right now, okay. I think Belly's solo music career is very similar to like my podcasting career, in that it is not my the main staple of my career. Okay. Uh you know, now does that necessary? So it's hard to say that it's a waste of time or it was a mistake. When it's something I'm doing in addition to my career. Now, you're right. I'm sure Belly would have had a better career as a songwriter if he didn't pursue his solo music. But personally, just, you know, I'm going to say this selfishly. No, I think he made the right choice. I think he has made, you know, several classic albums. I think he has made several albums worth of classic songs. I don't think he has a classic album. 
by yeah. any stretch. But I think he has several albums worth of classic songs. And okay. that's good enough for me. Honestly, I, I do agree. Honest to God, I do agree. I'm glad that he did his career. Yeah. Even though I'm not necessarily a big fan. Yeah. I am a fan of him and I like some of the songs. Yeah. I think there is a lot of meaning and power behind having your name on a project and actually going out and pursuing whatever you find passionate. Yeah. And regardless of how many fans you have, even though if between us two and the podcast, I'm the one that focuses on numbers, <laughs> I still find value in this existing in yeah. our world. This is something that we will never meet him. <laughs> like we'll never meet this artist. We don't know anything about his life story, and yet we can still step into a world that he creates, and I think that's powerful. Yeah, definitely. And what I'll say then, just to kind of this be my last question. Go right ahead. I'm going to sound ignorant, and I'm doing this on purpose. And this is one of the biggest things that I want to push back on. I know he is a lyricist, or he is a writer. I don't think he's a lyricist. I know he is a writer. He does a great job at kind of telling these stories. I don't know this, so I'm going to sound ignorant, and I want you to either correct me or support it, whatever you feel, as an actual fan to him. Does he actually stand behind his music? And the reason, besides the whole amateur vibe that I brought up earlier, another thing about being corny or fake, and it's very easy to have negative opinions put upon you within the culture is when you're fake. And I don't know, I didn't really grasp a persona behind the music. I feel like some of the themes that came up in the songs, there are multiple themes, but two things that came up is like kind of his trap influence and also kind of women in general. And I understand this was five years ago that he released this, but I, the belly that I know, I just can't connect the lyrics to the person. Like, as of right now, I know he just got engaged last year to, like, a doctor who's going to be making more money than him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's going to be the one signing the prenup when they get married. And so being in a hip-hop culture who is hysterically, hysterically known, historically known, to be degrading and like <laughs> almost objectifying women, it's interesting to like see Belly, quote unquote, not be the head of the household, and then like rap about women in like that kind of sense, or like be a trap star when I don't know anything about him, like you know, trapping. <laughs> well, okay, so I don't know anything either. I just you know I know a lot like. Jada Kiss has been on the record of being like, yeah, he's about that life, you know. So like, okay. I think I think because uh, you're right, he does have like this very womanizing, verbose attitude in his music that is just does not seem congruent with who he is as a person, <laughs> like at all. Like, yeah, no, that, that especially nowadays, especially nowadays, and especially right. like. Uh, his last album, which I liked a lot. Like, I liked his last album a lot. It probably fucked by his release schedule more than any other album in my last memory. 
in, in uh, history of all artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His last album was released dead in the center of Donda and Certified Lover Boy. But like Just he has know. that song Zero Love, which has like some really not like gross, but like you know, like womanizing lyrics. But he has you know this attitude. Like the uh, middle of him getting engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think pe- personally. I don't give a shit because he comes across authentic in his more serious songs, and he speaks authentically about like both the the trap side of it because that part comes across to me as extremely authentic. Uh, and just and like I just don't know Belly, that could be yeah. my fault. That's on me. Yeah. Well, no, because like I think like that's totally fair though, just because like he doesn't have the aesthetic of someone who you would consider like a trap artist at but, all. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like I don't want to repeat something that could be like a crime. But from what I hear, that five year hiatus was like him like actually selling drugs. Like, interesting like actually being like one of the t- like hot, like top drug dealers like in canada okay yeah like so i said like, you you put me on i honestly yeah, so i didn't like, know and that really affected our yeah. but at the same time like what you're saying about like the 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 womanizer aspect i think it's totally true i think it's something i think it's something that could have been true of him at one point that he is just still playing out and to me that doesn't come across as corny Yet. Yet? Okay. Is that is that fair? Like what, okay, if you do say yet, which I will allow, yeah. What is the borderline? Like I think at the borderline point you go, bro, you got kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's just gonna be as, I think the thing is that if he doesn't change at some point that is just inevitably gonna happen. Is it the next album? Maybe, probably not. Is it the album after that? Maybe probably. Like but once again i think he does get like some some leeway on that just because of the authenticity he brings to like both the trappier songs he makes but also like some of the more you know emotional songs he makes like i think in the like he makes like those three kinds of songs and I do think a criticism of Deli is that, like, he really only makes, like, those three songs, like, over and over again. That's Just, about it. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> he makes, like, the Trap song. He, make, he makes Trap Phone. He makes Ballerina. And he makes uh, Die For It. And, the, like, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally There's fair. other versions of yeah, the song. No, I, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're I just right. think he's a good enough writer that he could get away with it. Like, <laughs> that's my is argument. He- he has enough uh, skills, uh, enough in his bag. I'll say it that yeah. way. He has enough in his bag to make different variations of those things. Yeah. And, and have them be different. And also, like, this is that same thing is very true of a lot of artists. I mean, like, Post Malone only has one kind of song. <laughs> like, Bro. <laughs> Hold on. Is Post Malone worse than Belly? Is that what we're about to get? Oh, at? I would say that that's not even close. Like, wow. I, I would say that's okay, not that's even close. Like, personally, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you were going to say, like, like, J. Cole, <laughs> J. Cole, I'd be like, yeah, it's not even close in the other direction. A whole different like, <laughs> You know, like, whole different planet. lots of, lots of artists that it's, like, in a different direction. But, no, for me, like, I, I think there are plenty like of artists <laughs> who have less creative 
outputs, like less like variety, you know, and like, oh, yeah. and yeah. look, I also think there are artists who are simultaneously clearly better than Belly and have less variety than him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like the best example would be someone like Pusha T. I was just about to say undeniably because... a better rapper, but right. like he kind of has. It but, is all trap, <laughs> all but, cocaine, drugs, trap. <laughs> Loki, though, could you, could you see the two on a track together? I'd like that. Like, <laughs> please make it happen. Yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, but yeah, like no, like that's it. And the thing is that I think Belly is good enough that he can do it as much as he has. But he just has to change, and I think he has been. I do think his music has been maturing. I, I mean, just, the fact that Immigrant is a concept album on the exact thing that I was just talking about, like opening up that demographic, yeah. he clearly has developed mentally. Yeah, and also I would say See You Next Wednesday. I think it has like some songs that read like classic Belly mixtape songs, but I think it's more, much more leaning into the maturity of it, like that depth to it. Stuff like Die For It, uh, moment of silence, flowers, shit like that. And then there's like, I, I also think he's definitely going to be going into that more Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun sounds. I could totally see him like transitioning there because I think that's a lane where he'll be a lot more successful. Okay. That answers the ultimate question, which is yeah. where are we going next? <laughs> yeah. How do we actually improve? Yeah. Now, like, is there something. Is there anything involving Belly that if you heard, you'd be like, oh, shit, that's what's up? Like, if you heard he had um, an album with someone or, like, a track with someone, is there anything that you could hear that would make you, that would perk you up and be like, it would just activate for you? I mean, we just said Pusha T. Now that I know that Belly actually is, <laughs> could be a trap star, then, yeah, I would like to see that. Um it honestly, it would take much. Like I said, like I am, my dislike for Belly is more at a personal level, of like the amateur, the corny, is he fake or not, things like that. Yeah. Then it actually has to do with the music itself, which is decent. Yeah. Basketball is good. Um. So if you were to tell me, like, bro, like he's dropping a song with something, like I wouldn't second guess. Yeah. I will. I will absolutely press play. It won't take yeah. a lot. I will gladly do it. Yeah. Um, like if I'm like, yo, Belly and Kendrick, what? You'd be like, right? Okay. It, it, like, <laughs> like it would, it would take, but like, it don't even have to be kidding. If you was just like, bro, Belly actually dropped a really dope song, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I'll listen to it. Yeah. Um. So he he does have that going for him. Yeah. He's he is fully verified. He is a verified artist. So I I respect him, but I am worried for him as he is 38, and I. Don't know if I see much upside to him actually gaining popularity. Because when you make it this far, you, you got to start thinking, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Like, obviously, if you're a smaller scale artist, then it's fine. You can stay smaller scale. You can be underground. You can have, you know, 10,000 followers and you're committed people that you make music for, where it's like, oh, yeah, I know Joe. He was signed to XO, but that's about it. But at yeah. some point, when you make it this far, like, you want to be that person that's like, if I'm your friend and I'm like, oh, I know Belly, everyone should know who Belly is. I don't have to explain. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, so is, just going to put this old? out here. The name doesn't help. It does not. <laughs> Google Google Belly. You won't find a rapper. You, like, you won't see, yeah. <laughs> it, you'll see it on our searches because Google knows what we listen to and do. But an average clean Not mine. Search, it gave me the, uh, the video. Them. Really? It gave me the movie. The be- movie Belly. Like... Yeah, I'm going to search it. Okay, yeah, no, it is the film that comes up right away. But Rapper was coming up for me as well. Yeah. But regardless, um, for me personally, and it's funny because normally we fix everything by saying, have you tried a concept album? Yeah. <laughs> but I think personally for him, he needs to find something within himself where he can come up with a way to inspire and lead people to him. I, I... However he does that, I think he's good. I think he just needs to find a better lane. I don't think he's ever going to make it as like a like a pop rap artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if he got into the lane of like the more hardcore hip hop, then it'll be good. Yeah, you know whose career, you know whose career Bellies really reminds me of is like both members of Run the Jewels. Like I remember like listening to like there was like a season long podcast with LP I listened to last year. Uh, where he talks about how he like literally like could not afford to keep doing music, and then Run the Jewels popped off. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know that. And like, I don't. Belly's not in that position because because of his career as a songwriter. But like, I think like th- that could be where he like. I think that's like the best case scenario for him. Is like maybe he could be one of these dudes who like pops off in his forties. Like Killer Mike and LP did, but that's to be seen. Yeah, that is to be seen. I I am hopeful. My o- my only thing is that like, to me, I think there's just a disconnect because I just genuinely think he deserves more success than he has. Like I think the the work he has put out, it, it boggles my mind that he has not gotten more success than that from what he has put out. Not necessarily, like, himself as an artist, everything. I just think the music he has made itself is just so good. I'm shocked that it's not as popular as, it, as like, Nav. Like, it, it's interesting that you say that, because that is one thing that I actually truly do agree with. Like, as a person who... I'll call myself a fan, because I'm not rooting against him. But like, like you said, I'm probably the most negative fan that you have, or negative friends that you have that you know personally. And like, there's plenty of artists out there who have not necessarily made it, but I feel like are just receiving more positive feedback in general. Like, Buddy, I feel like has received more positive feedback, and he is not quite as popular. Um, there's artists in that circle like Deontay Hitchcock that I found personally that I just enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed their music and I don't understand why they would be getting pushback in that sense. Or like Mike Jenkins. There's a whole list of people that I feel are just doing very successful within their own little circle. Saba, Smino, all these people. So I don't understand why it's just not working for yeah like it's working for so many other people where i feel like saba is borderline of a big name 
Yeah. Sweeto is a big name. Reason is a big name. Buddy is a big name. Mike Jenkins. There's a whole list of people. DJ, the Chicago kid. Like, there's so many people that come to mind that are still small time, but they still are like known. And so I just don't get why Belly hasn't hit that bridge. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thinker. It's kind of hard to say, but it, it it does suck. And I think the last thing I want to say before we move on from the topic is I do think it's like funny that we put these two artists together that collab on like every project. Like, no, yeah, they are. It, it is ridiculous how similar they are. Yeah, we, we said this at the beginning, and it's not even on purpose. Yeah, like it. It really is. Uh but yeah, that's uh, I, I'm happy you listened though. I'm happy that we were able to have this conversation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that was that was the fight, everybody. <laughs> Who won? No. <laughs> Who won? And you can't vote if you don't if you haven't listened to Belly music. Like if you haven't listened to his songs, don't vote. Stop it. Like. <laughs> I guess that's a fair asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, should we do recommendations? Let's do recommendations. Get out of here. Are you, uh, do you have yours up? Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. I got mine. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So this one I teased. I teased, uh, last week when I was at the Maya House Music Festival. Okay. Uh, I put some stuff on the, uh, the, the old Instagram, uh, because I was out very late every night for that. So naturally... I was playing this song a lot. I'm going to be recommending Through the Late Night by Travis Scott. Wow. <laughs> you listening to the album tonight. Yeah, now that song, I stand by the fact that I think that album is mostly very flat, but that song is incredible. And I love how it's just like an interpolation of day and night, just like the Travis Scott version. You know I like this album. I love this album. This yeah, album, I, know, I know you do. I know you it's do. My spot. I know you do. Um, what I will do next. This is something I actually just found yesterday. I was listening to uh, Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red, and then Spotify started doing recommended music. Did you know that Quavo has dropped like individual singles this year? The, I was f- somewhat familiar with it. I had no idea. He's dropped a song this year called Shooters Inside My Crib. I never thought. Now, Migos is a strictly club turn-up group. They are, they are fantastic. They have countless hits. Quavo Shooters Inside My Crib actually had meaning. Like, it, it is an upbeat song, but I wouldn't call it a turn-up song. It actually had, like, a decent like theme and like message behind it. Um so it kinda caught me off guard. So I'm gonna be recommending Quavo's song Shooters Inside My Crib. Wow. It was probably the most like intellectual lyrics I've ever heard out of any of the Migos. I'll have to give that a listen because I like Quavo. He's not my favorite Migo. But he's also Who's your favorite? not the worst Migo. Nah, you're gonna have to listen now. No, Offset is my favorite. Fine, that's fair. Uh, Takeoff is the worst one. I put Quavo over Offset, personally. Quavo is better lyrics, but I feel like Offset is more consistent. Okay. 
I agree. We're, we met a middle point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my next one, exact opposite feeling. This is when through the la- late night is like over and you're starting to crash. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend Bleach by Brockhampton. Man, you are just... <laughs> Jesus. Emotional Christ. whiplash. Like <laughs> you are all over the place. But what a good song, right? Like You know what's crazy? I haven't listened to Saturation 2 in ages. That is from Saturation 3. But That's yeah. from 3? Yeah. I mean just in general, like any of the saturations. Dude. But specifically, you know I like two the most. Two is the best one. Two is the best Rockhampton album. I don't think anyone would argue that. Man. Yeah, I don't. There's just something I think for the rest of my life. The second it starts getting hot out, saturation trilogy. Ah, uh, like <laughs> there's just something that's just, that's just going to be a thing for the rest of my life. You know, I I, <laughs> I don't think there has been a group I've listened to as consistently as Brockhampton like since I've started since Saturation Three came out, which is when I started listening to them. Okay, I mean honestly, I I probably haven't said that. I think about it. I don't. I don't pay them enough attention to that shit. And I'm going to listen to the saturation. Well, show. they don't exist anymore, so you're fine. You don't have to say it that way. That's yes. real depressing. <laughs> okay, my um, next one, throwback. Always try to get a throwback in there. I picked the song Scenario by a Tribe Called Quest. I didn't realize there's there's a music video to this, I'm pretty sure. That song's so good. Scenario. And when you listen to it, I feel like I'm just like taken back. Like, I am just in a whole different world. Oh, my God. That's classic, classic song. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm in the 90s again. No, yeah. I'm going to be listening to that immediately. We're going to be ending this episode quickly. (laughs) And you're going to be listening to this. So. Oh, what's your last one? My last one was, so today when I got home. I was like, fuck, what should I... Because truth be told, I've just been listening to a lot of Belly, a lot of J. Cole. Like, same shit. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's mostly how I work. Like, it's like... 60% of it is like one or two artists, and then like... The rest is like finding new shit. But mm-hmm. I, I hit shuffle on my computer, and this song came up, and it was just like... Jesus Christ, a year ago I was listening to this song constantly. It reminds me of being 29, more than anything else in the world. Even though it did not come out last year. And that is Now and Forever by Drake. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a great song. Got nothing else to say. Great song. Oh, I've uh, actually, no, this actually did bring up a Drake question I got for you. Okay. Do you think it's so easy to call out Drake for being so shitty because we have so much legitimately good Drake music? That's that's tough. Cause like, so let's take more life. Something both of us are like me, not a huge fan of, right? As far as I know. Well, I like more life, not as much as the other ones. Okay, yeah, I, I, okay. But like, when he releases some tired bullshit like that, it's like you you listen to it next to a a uh, nothing was ever the same. You take care. Hey, if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, he gets a pass. No, it's not that he gets a pass. It's that it's so obvious that it's bad by comparison. Oh, to, yeah. Like, 
you know, it's not like, you know, like who's an artist who only releases music? It's not like B.O.B. where it just washes over <laughs> you. You know, like it's there's a there's a point of reference, and it make it does not make for a good listen. <laughs> I I would say like for us, like you and I, because we are huge Drake fans, like we're huge into the genre just in general. I think it's easier for us to tell the difference, like right away. And like I won't even count, honestly, never mind, because it's a whole different job. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that everyone knew that immediately. But I feel like you and I can tell much quicker what's like BS and what's not. <laughs> and so that's what I was gonna say. Like is we have a quicker understanding of like if this is good or not, faster. And so we could easily be like, okay, I'm just gonna listen to it and get rid of it, or like I'm gonna listen to it and find meaning in it. But anyway, bro, you gave me three really good songs. Like, I want to listen to the whole album of each, but I don't have time. Um, but anyway, I'll just close it out. My last one, you're probably going to laugh, but um, do you remember YNW Melly? I remember the song Murder on My Mind because it's incredible. Well, I did one of his, and it's not Murder on My Mind. Even though that is a great song. I did Mixed Personalities featuring Kanye West. That was another one. Man, this song thanks. Now, it's weird saying that knowing he's in jail for killing his friend, but it's a good song. I mean, is it less weird than listening to Murder on My Minds? You make a good point. That's like, isn't that like about? Mm hmm. Like him murdering his friend? Yep, I'm pretty sure that life they sucks. Used to get some like, <laughs> oh. well, anyway, that's our close. That's that's the podcast. Yeah. Like and subscribe, life losers. <laughs>